0: Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is GRE Bytes. I'm Davis, an educator with over 10 years of experience. And I'm Orion, the founder of Stellar GRE. We're here to bring you your weekly bite-sized episode on GRE prep and grad school admissions. Check out our top-rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com and use the code BITES for 10% off all memberships. All right, let's get into today's topic, hot topic, big news. Anyone who's following GRE news. will know this. The GRE is changing.
1: Oh boy.
0: Effective in September of this year, the GRE, at least one thing that's changing is that it will be significantly shorter. Half, half the length roughly as what it is now. So Orion thoughts on this effect for stellar GRE study program. I mean, we got to cram a lot in here. What's what's going on?
1: Yeah, this is big news. I just learned about it very recently. Uh, You are correct. The new version of the GRE will go into effect starting September 22nd of this year. Students right now can book a testing experience after that date with the new version of the test. If you want to take the test before that date, you can still take the test in the current four hour form. But there's going to be some significant changes. So, as you mentioned, the most important and probably the the happiest shift for most people is that the test is going to be half as long as it used to be. The current version is nearly 4 hours long. The next version will be 2 hours long. This is incredible. So how are they doing this? Well, they had to make some significant cuts. The writing section is going to be half. They're just throwing out the argument essay prompt. So students will begin the testing experience with the issue essay, and that's the only essay they'll have to write. So their writing score will be simply the scaled score of that one essay as opposed to the average of the two. Next, the test will still be adaptive, so you'll move into what we assume to be four timed problem sets. The full details haven't been released, but I assume they're still going to alternate. They'll probably still be presented randomly, so it'll either be verbal quant, verbal quant or quant verbal, quant verbal, though, again, I'm not hundred percent sure about this. All told between the two scored sections, there will be 27 problems. Now ETS still hasn't released the actual breakdown with respect to how many problems are in each section. Obviously it's an odd number, so it can't be evenly split, but we can potentially say that there's going to be 14 in the first section and 13 in the second section So that is a significant reduction. It's about a third of the questions are going away. Uh, The test will still be adaptive. So how you perform on the first scored verbal section will determine the relative difficulty of the second scored verbal section. I assume there's still going to be three different second sections, easy, medium, hard. But again, those details have not yet been released by ETS. The scoring... According to TTS, will be exactly the same because they're trying to create continuity with the previous scoring system. So it'll still be from one hundred and thirty to one hundred and seventy in one point increments, and the conversion of raw to scaled scores according to ETS will be normalized so that there's this seamless continuity in the interpretation of scoring for universities. Um, this is huge. What ETS has said is not changing is the content and the question types, which as a content creator was extremely relieving for me. Everything that the GRE currently tests, it will continue to assess. There won't be any new content. They're not deleting any content domains. Furthermore, there's not going to be any new questions Question types, we're still going to have sentence equivalents, text completions, multiple answers, et cetera. And they're not introducing any um, new question types. So, diagnosis will remain the same as in the stellar system as far as we're aware. So, all the strategies and techniques that are currently applicable to the version of the test that we have today will continue to be applicable in the new version of the test. Obviously, the shorter test will mean a different balance in let's say efficiency versus accuracy. ETS has said that even with the shorter sections, there's not going to be more time per question. So based on the number of questions in the set, the total time will be prorated relative to the current prorate, prorata, which is 90 seconds per each quant, section, quant question and a minute and 45 seconds for each, I'm sorry, 90 seconds for each verbal question and a minute and 45 seconds for each quant question. So the sections will be shorter, but they'll be shorter proportionally. What this means, however, is because there's going to be fewer questions and the scoring remains the same, that each question is kind of, quote, more important. In the current version of the test, a student could conceivably even miss a question or two, at least on the verbal section, and still get a perfect scaled score. That will likely no longer be the case. We've seen in the current version of the test really steep drop-offs in quant-scaled scores. Like you have to get them all right to get a perfect quant. You miss one, you're probably already down to 167. It's a really steep drop. And so there's probably going to be an even steeper drop relative to the ceiling of the test on the quant section with fewer questions. Efficiency will remain important because like I said, the pro rata per question remains constant, but accuracy will be even more important than it currently is because you have even less wiggle room than you did before. So my hunch here is that it's going to be even more important for students to track their carelessness and come up with appropriate fail safes.
0: No, that's a lot of that's a lot of good information. And it is uh, a relief, not just for you, but for everyone who's been studying or preparing. Um, there would be no reason to want to take the longer like the longer version of the test will stop being available uh, as of
1: september. yeah, as far as as far as I'm aware, you wouldn't be able to take the test after september twenty second in its current form. So why would a student take this current version? Well, It depends. Uh, It could be that this summer is when the student has to prepare for the test. And even though it might be more beneficial in some respects to wait, there's no time like the present. If you have the availability and the willingness, sometimes it makes sense to make use of that window because life throws you curveballs, and further down the road, some unforeseen circumstances could arise. This happens all the time. That mislays your best laid plans. If you have deadlines that don't accommodate that test, uh, the the new test, the new release date, then you'll probably have to take the current version of the test. Uh, All of the testing things remain the same. You still have to wait three weeks between subsequent um, administrations and you can only take the test five times in each 365 day period. So if you, let's say, took the test uh, late September and you wanted to be able to have a buffer to take a second test, that would be, let's say, mid-October. And then you want to wait a couple of weeks to release the official scores to your programs. If your test date is before November 1, that's going to get a little tight in terms of the timeline. You'd have to take the test like exactly when it's released exactly at the three week period and hope that everything goes right with the dissemination of your scores. Though ETS does say that in this new version, it hopes to release scores more quickly oh, than the two cool. week. Um, but the, the word is still out on just how quick that's actually going to be. So that's one reason why you might want to take it. And if you're doing very well and you like the idea of having a greater question buffer, then it makes sense to take the current version of the test. When I took when I took my perfect score, um, it was in an in between period between the old version, the old old version of the test, and the current version, which was in two thousand eight. And even though I could have taken the newer version, I actually decided to take the older version because I thought that that's what I had been trained on. And I thought that, given the question types and the structure, I had a slightly better chance of acing that test than the new version. And it was a gamble that paid off. So this is going to be a good thing for a lot of people. But like any change, there's there's no such thing as a unilateral positive. It's going to come with uh, you know a suite of pros and cons.
0: Well, thanks a lot for giving us that uh, introductory material to the change. We'll do another episode on more of why why it's changing and some other the more of the effects. Um, big news, but but also good news. Content is the same. Question types are the same. So all prep that has been done so far is is mostly translatable, if not all translatable, to the new testing experience, which will be in September twenty second of two thousand twenty three. Thanks everybody for tuning in. Uh, we'll be back next week with another bite size episode, GRE bites. Again, if you have a topic you'd like to discuss on any future episodes. Let us know at StellarGRE at gmail.com. And if you're ready to take your prep to the next level, check out our top rated GRE self-study program at StellarGRE.com, which is still relevant and will adapt also with the changes uh, coming.
1: You can use the code BITES for 10% off all memberships there. Talk to you soon.